Have you ever thought about what you sound like to other people? Mm, depends on who's listening. Welcome back to the agency's podcast, Comet. I'm Victoria. And I'm Elgin. Today we'll be taking over Common for a special Black History Month episode, switching it up, the burden of code switching. Special shout out to Sarah, Matt, and the rest of the podcast team for not just giving us a seat at the table, but for giving us the entire table to speak for ourselves. You're listening to the Agency's Comment Podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about the burden of code switching. For those of you who may be unfamiliar with the term, code switching is a common practice that Black people use to adjust their style of speech, depending on the situation. This switch is often done by Black people to be seen as more acceptable by their non-Black counterparts. Victoria and I wanted to have an honest conversation about the role it plays in our lives as Black people navigating a predominantly white school and workforce. But before we get into our personal experiences and the impact code switching has on Black people, let's start off with some stats. According to the Pew Research Center, 48% of Black adults with at least a four-year college degree and 37% of Black adults who do not have a college degree say they often or sometimes feel the need to code switch. Education is not the only thing that contributes to code switching stats though. The Pew Research Center found that younger Black adults are more likely to feel the need to code switch around people of different racial and ethnic backgrounds. That statistic is super interesting to see, especially as a college student. Almost every Black Gen Z I know has code switched before or does it often. It's almost like we do it as a way to make sure that we're seen as respectable human beings. It's a sad truth, but a lot of non-Black people have a hard time taking it seriously if we don't sound or behave like them. You're so right. And it's something we do without even realizing it. I'm sure I've code switched here and there in high school, but I really didn't notice how often I was doing it until I came to college. I lived in a very diverse community growing up. Many people spoke Spanish actually, so there's more of an urban culture. However, coming to UF, I encountered a lot of white people and it was a very different environment. I felt myself navigating UF differently than I did school before in a more social sense. I gravitated towards Black people for comfort. I had a lot of Hispanic friends growing up, but coming to college, I surrounded myself with mostly Black people, and I really noticed how different I spoke around them versus in class or in clubs with mostly white people. I've definitely experienced feeling similar to that. As a kid, I hear my mom call the bank on the phone or something, then talk to a close friend right after, and she sounded like a totally different person. I had no idea what she was doing, and little did I know, I started doing it too when I grew up. Now that I'm getting into an industry where language is fundamental, I'm mad aware of what I say and how I say it, especially when I'm speaking to white coworkers and bosses. The other day I had a meeting and I let a sentence slip and hope no one caught it because I feared how they would perceive me. I think there's a real privilege in not having to constantly worry about how you're perceived. Now let's get into how exactly we code switch. Code switching may vary depending on the person, but common ways of code switching include using different tones of voice, vocabulary, and even mannerisms to speak with other people. Black culture essentially has its own language called AAVE, or African American Vernacular English. Many people are aware of the differences that exist between regular English and AAVE, but it has commonly been referred to as Gen Z language. It's true that Gen Z has picked up on this style of language, but attributing the entire style to a generation instead of tying it back to its Black roots has contributed to the erasure of Black culture. This way of speaking is natively spoken by Black people and is often seen as a ghetto or unprofessional by outside communities. This is why we often feel like we have to choose the right scenario to use it. 
Otherwise, we may be profiled simply because of the way we naturally communicate. The idea of this language being accepted when spoken by non-Black Gen Zers, but rejected when Black individuals of any generation speaks volumes of how Black people are overlooked and seen as other. In other words, to paraphrase Paul Mooney, everybody want to be Black, but nobody want to be Black. Exactly. Like we mentioned before, it's something we do without realizing it. There are small nuances that we make in our language that go right over people's heads. For example, I might use the word ain't around my friends, family, urban black peers and colleagues because that's something embedded within our culture. In code switching, I will substitute ain't for isn't since ain't will be perceived as unprofessional or even ignorant. Vocabulary is a huge factor in code switching and so is grammar, which is why many people hear our natural way of talking and assume we're uneducated. For example, I would say the sentence, he says that to a lot of people when speaking to a non-Black peer. However, if I were speaking to a Black peer or colleague or even a family member, I would instead say, he'd be saying that to everybody. There are subtle differences in how the sentence is communicated, but they mean the exact same thing. Even when sending emails to professors, it's a very strategic process. In my own personal experience, I hate using exclamation points in any type of professional message. When it comes to emailing non-Black professors or anyone who has appeared to me, always make sure to include them. And honestly, I do it to make them feel more comfortable. I'm a Black man, so it's really easy for me to be perceived as aggressive or cold. Code switching is more than just a matter of vocabulary, though. A great example of this is the popular sketch titled Obama Meet and Greet from the show Key and Peele. In this skit, Barack Obama, played by Jordan Peele, is seen greeting a handful of attendees after finishing a speech. The comedy of the skit lies within how Peel's greetings differ from person to person. White attendees were addressed with firm, formal handshakes and eye contact, while black attendees were dapped up by Peel, almost as if he was catching up with an old friend. The quick informal combination of a handshake and a hug spoke volumes to how black people feel the need to conform when interacting with non-black individuals. This prime example of code switching was a hit on YouTube, receiving more than 24 million views. However, while there is some comedic aspect to this difference in behavior, code switching can take a negative toll on Black people across the nation. Yep. According to Talkspace, the constant worrying that Black people experience trying to maintain cultural compatibility with their non-Black counterparts can be extremely draining. It can get to the point where it can even negatively impact the mental health of these Black individuals. It's draining for sure. It's almost like putting on a show. Whenever I finish interacting with non-Black people, whether that be other students, professors, or even the colleagues, I tend to find myself taking a big sigh of relief after the fact. Almost like, okay, got that over with. Now I can go back to being myself. Yeah, especially when you're one of the only Black people in the room. The crazy part is, no one in the room can tell the links you're going to just to fit in. Speaking of interacting with colleagues, let's jump into the topic of code switching in the workplace. So we're still college students, but with that being said, through our work at the agency and other internships, we've gotten some experience of what it's like to work in an office-like environment. Code switching in the workplace is a very popular topic, especially with the young Black adults either just now graduating and entering the workforce or being in the first few years of work. Interacting with colleagues is an interesting experience. Us Black folks must make sure we work extra hard to ensure that we're taken seriously in the office. And that's because our white and non-Black colleagues may already have preconceived notions of what we're like, all thanks to stereotypes, of course. 
because of those stereotypes, we need to be extra cautious about how we interact with our colleagues. For example, I sometimes may raise the pitch of my voice a little higher and refrain from stating my opinion in meetings to avoid being seen as a stereotypical angry black woman. Same here. Me being loud versus a non-black coworker being loud has different connotations. In the communications industry, especially where interactions are the basis of our day-to-day -day tasks, code switching is necessary. Take black reporters and journalists, for example. Code switching is second nature to them. A TikTok and tweet from married couple and reporters Jeanette Reyes and Robert Burton blew up last October and it highlighted their reporter voices versus their regular voices while talking about what to eat. Listen here. I'm Jeanette Reyes reporting live here in the kitchen. Your time now is 5.52 and we're trying to figure out what we'd like for, for dinner. So the options are right now lasagna, chicken fettuccine alfredo, or a ribeye. If you can help us out here, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at 7abc.com and let us know what the choice is for tonight. Robert. All right, Jeanette, thanks. In the meantime, I am checking that poll, and a lot of people seem to be in favor of that steak. Uh, when I say a lot of people, of course, I mean me. So when that steak is done, let me know. I like it medium rare, as you know. And when it's done, I will meet you at the dining room table. But for now, live in the kitchen on the other side of the bar, Robert Burke. Not for real, though. What you trying to eat? I can do McDonald's. You know, that'd be quite a pound of slap. As you heard, Reyes and Burton spoke formally with proper grammar when using their news voices. When things got casual though, they used common AAV language like nah, for real though, and slaps. While this version of code switching is more lighthearted and can be expected from news reporters, it sheds light on how important it is for us black folk to assimilate our style of speech in the workplace. If we don't, we are left to be seen as ignorant by others. So what does this mean for us? College students currently still in undergrad, still waiting to enter the workforce. For one, I know that code switching is something I'll probably continue doing. Even though it's unfortunate, there are situations where it's better to be safe than sorry. I will say though, we're talking about Gen Z here. Exactly, I was just going to bring that up. Gen Z is full of change makers and we're sparking change in all realms. I think we have the opportunity to normalize the cultural differences that exist within each office space. Code switching should not be seen as a necessity, but more as a preference. We shouldn't have to sacrifice our natural way of communicating for the sake of making others feel more comfortable. I like that. A preference instead of a necessity. It's 2021. Our mere existence shouldn't be enough to make people uncomfortable. And even if my way of communicating makes people uncomfortable, they should be able to handle that. I think as Gen Z starts to get older and take up most of the space in the workplace, these values will be seen as more. And on that note, this is Comet with the agency. Bye. Bye.